Welcome everybody to Biscuits and Groovy. Biscuits Tyler. and Groovy. I gotta find a better way to like riff on that because I always just like I gotta mess with the spacing of the words. It's all like only a little Biscuits trick I can find. And yeah. Groovy. Yes. yes. No, killer. Good week this week, dude. <laughs> I'm glad you think so, yeah. I do my best, guys. This week we listened to some Jim James. Was it, it was as per your request. Week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. My request. Um, and a flow. We did my morning, my morning jacket already. Last week was Ray... LaMontagne. LaMontagne. He sounds like he's from, like, the West. You know what I'm saying? Like, the old... Yeah. He's like the dude... He's, he's, the, he's going for it. He's, that, that is his last name. His real last name, so I don't know. He's the... He's the guy on the album cover for that Lord of Huron. Oh my gosh, we talked about that. Huh? We were like, maybe that is who did we? What's the lore of Biscuits and Groovy? We got we got to create some kind of a background lore of, of characters art? like in Biscuits and Groovy. Like someday when we have enough money to not have to work our lives away, okay, we're gonna do a next week. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do a D and D campaign, not necessarily with, in, in conjunction with the podcast, um, but I'm gonna base I'm gonna be the DM and I'm gonna base the world around the podcast. Like there'll be characters that are the the different um, bands we've covered, yeah, things like that, and different different characters we've created over the that'd be fun. The years that'd be super fun. I dude, I love D and D. Every once in a while, I'll come on a, on a kick where I'm like, I should get back into D and D, and I'll like watch a bunch of YouTube videos, like people's cool ideas and how people feel about different um, yeah characters and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh. and then I never find anybody to play with because it takes so long to set up. Yeah, geez, I couldn't Jackson, but he lives in yeah, he lives in Texas now. When did he move to Texas? I mean, time gets past me, but I feel like it's been a month plus, maybe closer to two. Yeah, well, well, there you go. Um, Jim James. Yeah, we're back on a Jim James. That's also a great name, I feel like. Raven Montaigne and, Bo- and Jim James, both very great artist names. Yeah. Yep. And is it his real name? I, I want to say, I, I say I remember it was like his name is James something and he goes by Jim James. Um, James Edward. Yeah. Olegius, I don't know. O l l i g e s. Is that right? Am I reading that correctly? Junior. Olegius, Olegius. Yeah. But yeah. Or Yim Yams. Yeah, Yim Yams. I like that too. It's like who was the other guy? Oh, Drake. Drake had like five different names. Yeah. Yim Yams is his his anime name. Okay. Yim Yams. When he goes, yeah, when he goes and plays in. When he plays Super Saiyan. Yeah. Okay, but we got we got our first song. I chose first it. Song. Yep. Just like um, Ray LaMontagne, first song and the first album. I know. And I, I think it's always interesting to me, like more so with old bands who have like such a legacy, like like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Um. Like the song they chose, right out the gate. You know what I mean? Like their their first album. Hopefully they got some some like momentum behind them with, with Led Zeppelin. They had that huge record deal. Yeah. It's like. What song are we going to choose of these ones we've recorded to tell the whole world this is who we are? Yeah. Be, buckle up. Yeah. And, this, and, this and is I Jim feel James. like this gives me a good vibe of who okay. Jim James is. Well, let's do it. The state of state of the art. A E I O U. All the vowels. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Y. <laughs> but here, yeah, here we go. Do you like to come 
cool. Yeah, I would say my first flavor I get out of that one is a bit of psychedelia. Okay. And I think most of psychedelia comes in this the build of the song. Yeah. Like I'd agree. It starts out so hypnotic in in its simplicity, which is piano and voice. Okay. And the drums come in just nice and sweet. Build a little bit. And then it has a really weird like hey, e, ah, you know the yeah, the yeah. chorus part. And when that bass comes in, I'm like, oh, dude, that was a freaking, like, it's just funky enough to keep it groovy. Yeah. And we love the groove, as we, as we, you we know. We love the groove. I got a lot of, I mean, not that song as much. That's definitely more of a groovy song, but uh, kind of like a neo-jazz feel to okay. a lot of stuff. Um, the drums, the drummer's going to be a really jazzy drummer yeah. mm-hmm. in my mind. So, but Feel that? Yeah, dude. That was a cool. It's a very cool song. Yeah, I like I said, I, I think it sets a good precedent of how he's going to be as an artist in my mind. Like I like I like it as a intro to an intro, kind of like the this is my first endeavor solo as this artist. Yeah. Um and I think it's cool that it, it opens up like that. You know, it yeah. to me it tells a whole story of like, here's this really easy um it's like it's like Lord of the Rings. I tell this all the time when I teach guitar, it's like when you're writing a song, you want to write a story and Lord of the Rings is kind of the best story that a lot of us at least know of. Okay. I mean, you know, most yeah, people totally. have, have either seen the movies, read the books or both or whatever. It's like, it doesn't start off in Mordor. It starts off in the Shire. And, and if it didn't start off in the Shire, it wouldn't mean as much to you. Like these characters, sure. you wouldn't know the context of why it's so important that Frodo is this very humble guy who never wanted to go out on adventure anywhere. Right. It's like he was kind of forced into this and that's what makes it so important. And I like that. I like that it starts off with just this piano voice and then by the end it's like, okay, we've told this cool story with these interesting little little stops here and there and interesting choices made. Yeah, I know. It was really good. Was really, um, I feel like Jim James, she, reflect. okay, I hear a lot of the, sometimes the, um, the My Morning Jacket kind of stuff of style of singing. We're going to hear different kind of stuff. And I don't think we really picked any of the My Morning Jacket styles of singing. We kind of, we stuck to the more, I think, psychedelic, psychedelic um, kind of stuff that he like kind of, I guess, wormed himself into. Because I was going to say My Morning Jacket's not as psychedelic as probably he is by himself. Hmm. Okay. Um, but he sings in a different kind of voice. It's okay. More, and this in one, what way? Like, cause I, I want to know what you mean. Um, and and if you want to like if you want to just kind of yeah, say that for right now and and uh, as well, we go no. throughout the songs. Well, we could just how about if I just like let's see if I can find one. Um, so I'll play this song on the tribute to reissue. I want to say because he sings um, he's gonna sing George Harrison's My Sweet Lord, but the the way his voice is. So let's let's play it. And let's see if, let's see if I'm right. I want to say this is. You just, you just play a little clip of it because you didn't choose the song. Did yeah, you? yeah, yeah. I didn't choose the song. Okay, we yeah, play so a little clip of this. Like, more like um, the echoey kind of like really light, really soft. Whitney, it's very much like Whitney. Like I almost get that same Muppet vibe that I was talking sure. about whenever we listened to Whitney back in the day. Yeah. Um, we, we haven't covered that band it's, yet, have we? No. Oh, I kind of want to eventually. Um. Oh yeah, it's great. We're good. But there. you okay? So, th- but this compared to like this, let's play this song. Let's play it when he's singing again in the state of state yard. I feel like it's just a different. He's not as airy. 
as in, in his in his in his solo stuff that we're gonna play. Let's play ne- the next okay, song and cool. we'll and we'll kind of go from it there. Gotcha. We'll kind of compare after that. Um, that first one was your pick. The second one is my pick, and we picked three songs off this album. So 2016's. What's this album called? Um, Eternally Even. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely the strongest. Okay. If you ask me, we'll get into. Oh, uh, we picked two songs off some cool ones too. And I, I was gonna ask you, did you pick from Uniform Clarity or Uniform Distortion? Um. Because just a fool. So what he did you did you did you see what he did? Did you kind of listen like? He, maybe he not. Did this, he did the same album twice. Once once in electric with like a band. Okay. And the the album one that I the one from are you talking about my third one or my. Yes. Um, yeah, I chose the, um, the, the electric one because okay. that I like about was the electricness. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that first guitar hook. Mm-hmm. Uniform clarity. I didn't notice that. That's yeah, weird. Okay. It's the same. It's all the same. It's the same 13 songs. I can think of another, another band that, uh, that did that in the past and I really liked them. Maybe, maybe I'll choose them. I, I wasn't, I was kind of up in the air about who I'm going to choose for next week, but maybe I'll, to, co- to carry on this whole like pattern of artists. Yeah. Maybe I'll pick a band that, that did that where they did the same album. Heavy and acoustic. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think about I, it. I listened to both. I, I was gonna actually play both. Okay. If you, I mean, if you okay. want to. No, 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 no. Okay. We're gonna. We're gonna I, I like these ones better. So, uh, the next song we're gonna play is "Hide in Plain Sight." So it's gonna be the first one off the next one, and then we play two more after that. Okay. From this one too, but. <laughs> Look up 
strange, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot more futuristic, a lot yeah. more um, experimental. Mm-hmm. Still got some funk, lots of psychedelia. Yep. Yeah. Um, not quite much more to say though. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, it, like that song kind of speaks for itself. I think a little bit more than the the other ones are more to talk about. But that it's really straightforward. The bass line's right there. Um, there's this weird like ambient build up and yeah, the you know, the, the, the uh, keyboards have a nice like I wouldn't call it ambience necessarily, but like they they're just very constant in the background. Um, I do want to. I'm looking at something right now. I think I just found it. Um, another kind of cool connection between some artists that we've we've um been looking at. Okay. I'm, I'm also looking and confirm whether or not I'm right on this. But so on this album, one of the bases, so Jim James plays bass on some of the songs, and there's another guy named Blake Mills. Okay. And I want to see who it was because that, that bass line stuck out to me. The bass line's great. Oh, yeah. The whole song. And um, Blake Mills also co produced this album with Jim James. Okay. Also co produced, in my opinion, one of the best overall albums we've done okay. Sound and Color by Alabama Shakes. Oh, sweet. Yep. He co-produced that album, or no, yeah, with 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 the whole band. He produced that album. Cool. And I'm like, dude, like that's that's a guy you go to who knows his stuff. It sounds like, yeah. If you're, I if guess. you're looking for this sort of a psychedelic rock with some folk and, and southern rock to it, yeah, boom. That's Blake boom, Mills is your man. So yeah. if any of you in the audience are looking for your guy, there he is. That's the guy. Yeah, but pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, this next song we're gonna play. Um, is by far I think the best and my favorite. You picked it. I'm glad you picked it. it kind of give me give you an extra little spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. But like, yeah, this is to me is probably the best song he does. Okay. Um, I heard this song. They played it in the new uh, in Ozark's new season. You watch Ozark? Did you watch Ozark? Um, the, so season three, or the one what? the one that's for at least half of it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it's season four. Then I can't remember if it's season three. Whatever or four. the ones most but, recent. Um, but yeah, and what, what, what do you remember when they played it? Like what was uh. What in what context? I love that season. So it's been great so far. Um, the context was, um, like, do you want me to tell you what happened in the sh- in like the, the show? I, I've I've seen so far. I'm I'm up to date on the show. So yeah, you can tell. Well, me. Should we screw it for my parents? Right. Probably. I don't know. going to listen to this and not, <laughs> yeah, they're not watching it? it. No, they. I don't know. I haven't asked them. Um, the context is they're burying somebody that died. How about that? Okay. That's easy enough. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay. okay, interesting. I'll have to watch the back through again. Yeah. Um, dude, that show's great. Mm-hmm. Very good. Like, not on the level of like Breaking Bad to me. We're Breaking Bad. The more times I watch that show, the more I get out of it, and the more I'm like, oh, this is the guy's a genius. Jim Jim Gill, you know, Vince Gilligan is the guy that created that. Um, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Ozark. I'm not quite there yet, but I think well, depending on how it closes itself, because that's what the the tough thing with the shows like that, like Breaking Bad, kind of suffers from that, where a lot of people were like the sh- ending it was terrible. I think they set it up though. I think that was the. I think he knew how he was going to end it. Yeah. From the get go, where I think a lot of times they don't know how they're. Gonna yeah, end. and but I like and the one the one that I I think is the most suffers from this syndrome of terrible ending, or at least as far as like, the general public is concerned. Dexter, have you seen Dexter? Yeah, that one sucked. Like I see, I didn't mind it because to me the whole point of that show is like he's this animal in a way that like yeah. has no is a sociopath. He has no human emotion as far as grief or anything like that. Right. And and for a while he tries to fake it, almost the whole show honestly to to you know, like fake it and then takes it out on people who deserve it when he doesn't have to fake it. Right. Um, just to kind of. Soothe that part of himself that it doesn't care, and then 
basically when he becomes a dad, that's kind of the, from that point on the rest of the show is basically a question of whether he's going to overcome it somehow and become a real person or give into it. And it's like you, the whole point of it, like if, if, if they had ended it and said, actually he just probably cured himself of sociopathy and he's now an upstanding member of society yeah. who has no drive to kill people. It's like, then why was the whole point of the show? Yeah, yeah, sure. And I'm like, but I get that like it was very unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. And like, the the, end, the last season's villain was so stupid. The brain dude, the surgeon, like that that was such a dumb oh, villain. Yeah, sure. But th- dude, that season with um John Lithgow, the Trinity Killer. Um. Oh yes, yes. That yes, guy's. Yes. That was such a great season. Yeah, no, that was a good show. Um, <laughs> getting a little off, but no, no, I hear you. No, but good music and good shows. Yeah, they could they could make a break a show or a movie. Definitely lots of dude. We're going through the Marvel movies right now, because I've, I've only ever seen Iron Man one before, and now Caitlin and I are like four movies into the whole MCU. Oh, dude. And I'm stoked for you. That's cool. Yeah, the music sucks so far though. I'm like, oh, music like, super sucks. Yeah, I was like, it's this never, is it's terrible. Not really good. Yeah, I'm they like, play a little bit of ACDC. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, you know, Iron, Iron Man. Man, and then they, yeah, they play Black Sabbath, and it's like the songs. It, it's just there for like the fun factor. Yeah. And then the original themes that they create. Absolutely suck. You know what I mean? Like, like when you think of like great original themes of like Star Wars, Jurassic Park, they're right. like Lord of the Rings that stick within your head. Yeah, yeah. And you remember them for years. Like all this stuff sucks. I'm like, dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not gonna get any music. <laughs> yeah, like, like I don't know who they chose for the music, but they they got enough money to hire John Williams. You know what but I mean? But they don't. Yeah, but yeah. they don't. Stupid. Um. Well, let's play Jim James. Yeah, let's get some some good so, stuff. Yeah. So, so this is this is the song that was in the Ozark. Okay. Here uh, in show. spirit. Here in spirit. Yeah.
cool. Yeah, I think he strikes me as the kind of guy that is open to almost any idea. Sure. At least to some degree. And I think we kind of touched on that Musically, last week. Musically, at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Yeah. I'm joking. He's actually a very, very bigoted man. No, yeah. <laughs> no please don't sue us, Jim James. But um, <laughs> no, he, uh, like, we talked about this last week with Ray LaMontagne, like, the album where he had My Morning Jacket as his, his backing band. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of musical ideas that weren't in his previous albums and albums afterwards. And... Um, and I think a lot of that came down to Jim James. Okay. It sounds like to me, like just based on, on what you're listening to, like all three of these songs have had moments where like, I didn't see it coming at all. And it only happens like once in, in whatever song it is. Yeah. Um, like the one this one is that weird, like kind of stop where it almost yeah, sounds yeah. like the, the track is skipping. Uh huh. Well, I'm, I'm, I think that's what the track is doing, but I feel like they, they do it on purpose. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it wasn't a malfunction on art. That's what I'm right. saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that was, the song that was, was playing the, through. Yeah. That was the song. And, and like trying to do that on purpose is an interesting idea. You know what I mean? And like, and it's something that I guess to me, how it has to come with just years of experience. Sure. Of like of thinking, what can we do to make things interesting? And like, you know, for all I know, maybe he's just so much more into music than I am that he's heard artists that do that. You know what I mean? Like, like to me, that's a very like hip hop thing almost like it's like okay. scratching a record. Yeah. And so if I was more, in like interested in the hip hop world then like maybe that that's a musical idea that wouldn't be so far-fetched to my mind okay but to me i'm like that's so interesting and it to me it maybe just comes down to like being more getting a breadth of listening rather than depth yeah in one genre i could see that um or maybe he's just a genius you know maybe he's just like you know, this song needs right there is a is a weird tape skip yeah maybe and i mean like, you you wonder what the process was it. yeah but once again, everything about that song is just very, it's polished. It mm. sounds classic. The f- the flow state from the verse to the chorus is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets louder and quieter. Oh, like yeah. Saying, it just, there's this nice, nice flow to it. Yeah. Steady drums, all the good stuff that we like in yeah. music, baby. Great, great mm. bass. Yeah. It's a big old sandwich. It is a big old sandwich. Let's jump right to the next one because it is... This is the last of this album. Uh, no. Yes, this is the last of this album, but it's going to go right into it. So I'm going to finish off... It's, it's the next track? It's the next track. Yeah, make sure you're on uh, Not Shuffle. Yep, Not Shuffle. Okay. Here we go. So the next track is The World Smiling Now, right? I'm pretty sure that's the one I picked. I'm all, like, confused now. I just need to make sure that I'm not. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, yes, yeah, so let's go right into this. Let's, let's play it.
fade out. And that's the definition of smooth and in the pocket, dude. Yeah. That baseline was just. Yeah, when I was talking about like neo jazz, yeah. Earlier, mm-hmm. That's kind of like the jazzy soul. Feel. Yeah, all the all those good words. Yeah. He's good at letting the music breathe. Yeah. Letting the letting the song breathe. There's a lot of different. Well, I mean, if, um, pretty much all the songs he's played so far have that. But this one, I think, especially, there's a lot. Just really nice, smooth breathing. Yeah air like you know what i'm saying that there's not too much there's not too little mm-hmm. and when there's a lot going on it's not it does it i kind of took you off guard it's not like nothing to zero to 100 you know yeah. it's kind of like this gradual boiling mm-hmm. the frog boiling the frog you know yeah. what i'm saying that's you know that doing. website boiling the frog it's a website it's a website called boiling the boil the frog i think um you can pick any two artists or i want to say albums well but definitely two artists and it will give you a 15 song playlist to take you from one to the other as smoothly as possible. So you could put in Britney Spears and wow. Metallica, whatever, and it'll send you 15 songs. Yeah. And so basically the, this eighth song, I guess, seventh song, except middle song should be halfway between Britney Spears and Metallica in that, in that one. You know, you could put in Dr. Dre and... Oh, so it's not just Britney Spears to... No, it's Britney Spears to Metallica. No, yeah, it's... it's Yeah, basically... It's every... And it'll, you know, anybody. And so like the one next Britney Spears will be another probably female pop... Yeah, that has a little bit more of an edge. You know sure. what I mean? It'll maybe be a Lady Gaga, something like that. Right. And then one right before Metallica will be a little bit. As Me- Metallica, Metallica was a little dash of Britney Spears in there. You That's super I mean? cool. Yeah. Boil the frog. Boil the frog. Shout yeah. out to boil the frog. And now. I think it's actually powered through Spotify. So once again, getting to plug our our favorite listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way that we unofficially. Uh, <laughs> that apparently we're not supposed to listen to though. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Thanks to uh, yeah Neil Young. Thanks Neil Young. Yeah. yeah but um yeah dude but yeah I mean this song once again fits right in the pocket. I, we haven't talked about his lyrics, and I think, to me, he fits in that whole vein of, like, I don't really care what he's saying. Yeah. Because he's found the right way to say it where it feels like an instrument. It, it doesn't detract. Right. I, I He's not coming up with this political statement. Yeah. And, and maybe we, we talked about before. Yeah, if, if he is, he's doing it so well that we can't tell. Right. Um, and I think the first one, State of the Art, I could definitely get something in that, like, talking about state of the art in the sense of like modern you talk about technology and asking whether this all this technology has made us better people that's okay. kind of what the to me that, but then also what's the state of art you know you know kind of thing how does art okay. fit into that sure state of the art versus state of the art um and I, I think that one's a little more on the nose than these other two other three have been um but i think that's important that, that the music speaks for itself yeah um and i think he understands that so I, I think he did a great job of finding the right words, have the right flow. Yep. Um, I think that's yeah, exactly what he does. You, you don't really care what he's saying. You definitely can just, it just feels good. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's something to sing along to. I think a lot of the stuff, stuff's to sing along to, but it's not, it's just um, something, it's just words. Really yeah, it could be in the background too. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. Like it, yeah. it almost feels like lo-fi, which is, I, I think, okay. a, a very, very big thing now. Whereas what, what year was this album released? Uh, this one was 2016. Yeah. Okay. So we got six years between then and then and now. And I don't know that lo-fi was that big back then. It probably was. I wasn't as aware of it back then, but like since, since quarantine, that's to me, I've, I've noticed a lot of people talking about how lo-fi beats, things like that are really, really cool. And I, and I like listening to that stuff on mm-hmm. occasion, but I think this is a little bit, a little ahead of its time. By yeah. also being classic, which is a really cool blend. It is. It is a cool blend. This is definitely some music that's not going to necessarily go anywhere. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll sit. I don't know. If, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this is kind of like the new rock and roll hall of fame kind of bands. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. If, I mean, 
2050, year 2050, someone puts this record on, it's still going to be groovy as hell. Yeah. So, like, that, yeah, that, that doesn't go nowhere. Yeah. Well, let's continue on now. So, yeah, okay, we were talking about earlier, Uniform Distortion and Uniform Clarity, the same song, same 13 songs, Claire and Distorted. Okay. So, it's kind of, we picked both of them off the Distorted, but I think, I think for fun comparison, we should play the song, and then I'll kind of play, like, the Just first little, 30 little seconds. Just a little bit of it, yeah. Because what I liked most about it is the initial guitar tone mm-hmm. and riff. Um, and it's like, I, I, it's funny. I didn't notice that. Like I, I was doing it, listening to it while I was, um, doing homework this morning. Yeah. So I can see why I didn't recognize that it was the same yeah, songs yeah. played back to like back to back more or less. Um, but I guess we can play and I might answer my question, but do you know, like, did he change the way the songs are played or as far as you could tell that he legit no, played the exact, song. but I'm same saying song. like. It's, you know, like like this is the riff okay. the same. Okay. Yeah, you'll hear it. It's cool. It's right on the point. So let's play yours, uh, just a fool, and then we'll play the cl- clarity version. So okay. yeah, the one you picked though is gonna be we're gonna play the full distorted version. Hey, man. 
really cool. Yeah, a little more, a little more, almost like, um, oh my gosh, more like an '80s feel to me. I don't know like what I mean by that necessarily yet, but like Bruce Springsteen kind of vibe to me, less psychedelic, more just rock yeah. and roll. Okay. I don't know, sure. more basic rock and roll, less jazz, a little bit too. The guitar tone, like I said, is just super piercing. Yeah, yeah. cuts through the mix. Um, Ready? And yeah, so yeah, I want to. I want to hear the comparison. Yeah, hear the comparison. Very soft. Yeah, definitely different. Definitely didn't didn't just play it straight. And like no drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He's doing a lot more finger picking yeah, stuff. That's what I'm saying. Like play the more acoustic style. Oh, okay. Well, so let's play. Yeah. Let's play mine then, and we'll because mine's almost the the exact same. Exact okay. same. Exact same. I mean, you obviously you still got the same chord progression, same lyrics, all that fun stuff too. So um, yeah, but so did you want to do the the distorted version of yours? Yeah, too? yeah, okay. yeah. Mine's the, I like the distorted versions. I picked No Secrets. Um, I liked a lot of those. Though. I like a lot of these. A lot of these songs from Uniform Distortion. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought this section was the best one overall. Okay, I did, but yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Right. Um, I like the other one too, um, a lot. Yeah, the other one, um, his strongest, I would say, yeah, for that one. But this one's really good too. Cool. But yeah, so let's play. Let's play the my the my song, No Secrets, and then we'll, we'll okay. I'll show you. So. Let's do it. Keep it secret. 
That, that guitar solo part of things. Okay. If you, if you show me yeah, that. let's play it. Let's play the first part and then I'll... Like he, let's, see, it, let's see what he let's, let's see, check the length three, of those songs. Yeah, three thirty on that one, and this one is um, four fifty-two. Yeah, so he extends it with that solo. Okay, and and yes, yeah, so like, like that's. I think conventionally that's what you would do for an instrumental, or an acoustic album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's like a very classic thing to do with if you're playing an acoustic. Take out the solo. Mm-hmm. You know, guitar solos in some ways are meant on electric guitars because you can do so many things tonally with them. Um, sure. But I, I still think the idea is interesting of, of doing the same album back to back and in two different interpretations. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, I think he released them at the same time. Yeah. I, I, think, like, I know the same year. I, don't, I think, I don't know if they were the same time or not, but let's check it out. Um, June 29th and October 5th. Okay. So a little while, a little different. Okay. Yep. Um, once again, I got that same. I almost got like an Eagles vibe from that one. Okay. Which I'm. I don't know if that'll rub you the wrong way, but. <laughs> no, the Bruce Springsteen rubs me the wrong way, but rather than yeah, the Eagles. Sure. Eagles are better than Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I, I think the Eagles, don't get enough credit for how virtuosic they all were as songwriters. Um. I mean, the Hotel California album was one of the first things I ever owned musically. Yeah. And I remember like looking through the liner notes, and I was like, "Wow, every one of these guys sings." 
mm-hmm. all in the album, like at some point. And I was like, that's kind of cool that like they all were comfortable enough to be like, yeah, we're all going to sing. And yet it's a, you know, it's an album full of hits. Yeah. Um, But I kind of got the same vibe from, the, from that song. Um, Once again, which kind of goes back to the 80s thing, which I don't know like what, what decade I would put. It's the other stuff we talked about, the more psychedelic stuff, like in my mind, 70s is more psychedelic era. But also like we talked about, there's lots of like soul and stuff like that, which is more like yeah. 50s, you know sure. what I mean? Um, and I like that. I, I think he's got a great, great mix. And dude, the, the pre-chorus on that one was trippy as could be. The word, like, there's like the female vocals and it's like, there's these yeah. weird chords coming in and out just by the changing voices. Like, yeah, it's very, I want to look at what very, those chords are. A lot of, a lot of stuff done in post. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's so cool that's, that's all six songs. Yeah. That was Jim James, dude. Uh-huh. Solid. Um, um Ray Montone, say his name again. <laughs> Ray Lamontagne. Lamontagne. Gosh, dude, I don't think I can even remember it, let alone remember how to say it. Ray Lamontagne or Jim James? What do you think? What do you? What do you what's the what, What's what the you, question? In a, in a fist fight? Uh, yeah, in a fist fight. Who do you think? <laughs> Probably Jim James. Okay. Uh, what about uh, as a musician? Who would I want to see live more? Jim James. Okay. Who would I want to produce my album? Jim James. Um. Who would I want to play in a band with? Jim James. (sighs) If he's my singer, probably Jim James. Oh, really? See, I think I'd pick him for those musical um, writing more than his voice. Okay, interesting. But I don't know if I'd pick Ray LaMonde. Yeah, probably Jim James overall. He probably takes the cake between the two. Well, cool. There you go. Jim James. So we got to remember... Yim Yames is a uh, one of the D and D characters that you're gonna oh, yeah. have later. Start writing. One, one, my first campaign I played with Jackson. One of the uh, places we went to was called Yasgur's Farm. Oh, cool! And that's where Woodstock was. Um. Oh, really? And there's a song called "For Yasgur's Farm." Yeah, yeah, yeah by, by Cream. No, no, it's um, Steppenwolf. No, look it up. But but uh, but it's 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 a basically an homage to the guy that that set up Woodstock. Something John Yasger or something like that. How do you spell it? I want to say Y A S G U R. For Yasger's form. Yeah. By Mountain. Mountain. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, maybe I want to work in Yim Yames. Yim Yames. And- as a as a guy, a shopkeeper that has lots of wares. I guess so. Music, or maybe he'll be a bard that we cross paths with. <laughs> so. My band, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's your pick. Okay. Who's, the ne- who's the next? So next, next another um, band that had a, an album they did. Um, high, it's called High Mountain and Low Mountain. Those are the two albums that like the same songs. Okay. Um, the Sword. Cool. Sword. I'm all about it. I love Sword's that band, cool. so I'm excited. That is fun. Yeah, well, that's, that'll be good. So next week's The Sword. This week's been Jim James. We've been Biscuits and Groovy. I've been Tyler. And I've been Alex. Yeah, Yeah. boom. That's good to go. So yeah, next week, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.